this week we're going to be speaking about the area known as Oak Grove neighborhood. It includes from the northern end Pine Street all the way south to Fairground Road and from the western end Canal Street to the eastern side of South Main Street. Using current roads as landmarks, let's go back to earlier times before neighborhood roads were even imagined. In the mid to late 1800s, it is not surprising that only three families owned the entirety of the Oak Grove area. And as one might expect, a large Oak Grove stretched from the present-day Oak Grove School area over the Marlboro Avenue area, nearly to Canal Street. Most of the rest of the land was open pasture for two farms. The southernmost tract over Fairground Road and the high school area was part of George H. Clark's cattle farm. Just north of Clark's land was George G. Allen's dairy farm, a larger parcel. The third piece of land was owned by Levi Fuller, much smaller, but it included his impressive Pine Heights mansion. Levi Fuller's property occupied the land from Canal Street to St. Michael's Cemetery, bounded north and south by Pine Street and Oak Grove Avenue. George G. Allen's homestead stood alone across the street from today's Canal Street Shell Station. His sizable dairy farm stretched from Canal Street to South Main Street and from just north of Fairground Road to Oak Grove Avenue. Allen first delivered milk to Hinsdale, but later in the 1850s managed a large milk route in Brattleboro, and during the 1860s he acquired the milk contract for the Civil War Hospital and Campground. This was quite convenient since his land abutted the hospital's land, owned by George H. Clark. In 1867, one of Allen's children, 16-year-old Charles, happened to read a local Teach a Man to Fish newspaper article, which changed and guided his entire life. According to the article, a shopkeeper had to dismiss two clerks, but each was offered either $100 or a plot of land worth the same amount. One clerk chose the money and spent his life jumping from shop to shop clerking. The other gentleman chose the plot of land, and he was able to feed and support his mother and himself for the rest of his life. This story made such an impression on young Charles that he thought he'd try his hand at cultivating a patch of strawberry plants on his father's Canal Street dairy farm. The following year, he cleared $70, $1,020 in today's money for his simple effort. Being quite enthused and determined, young Alan grew his market gardening business across his father's property, the area we now know as the Oak Grove neighborhood. He built hot houses and processing buildings, including heating systems, by himself in the beginning, and expanded his business to include seeds, seedlings, tubers, all types of flowers, vegetables, fruit, mushrooms, houseplants, and fruit trees. Clearly knowing he was onto something, he produced a large, enticing catalog annually and advertised extensively throughout New England, encouraging people to visit his greenhouses for a taste of spring, especially the roses, during the cold grayness of Vermont winters. He accomplished all this by the time he was 25. Mr. Allen's market gardening business was described in the 1884 Gazetteer and Business Directory of Wyndham County as large business gives employment to 12 hands during the summer season and during the strawberry season from 40 to 50 are required. For many years, one could see Mr. Allen's hothouses, fields of produce, flowers and fruit orchards gracing acres stretching from Canal Street to South Main Street. By 1900, the C.E. Allen florist and seedsman business was easily the largest in the state with his 13 greenhouses and acres of gardens and orchards. And due to his green thumb, business prowess, and energy, he had reached national recognition, able to ship goods to nearly every state, and he even had connections in Europe to fulfill orders via telegraph in mere hours. 
enterprising Alan had been dabbling in the emerging cement block making business, and he gradually added a new enterprise as a builder, contractor, and supplier of rock-faced cement block and brick. He initially built two homes on Oak Grove Avenue to resell, and from there he built many more throughout the aptly named Oak Grove Park. It is interesting to note how many homes in the neighborhood are built with rock-faced cement block foundations of the day. This might represent the homes Allen built, or it might just be a sign of the popularity of such cement blocks at the time. In 1903, while Brattleboro's lack of housing was limiting its growth, Allen and Henry Clark, G.H. Clark's son, were approached by the Meager Company, a Boston-based development firm. Both men agreed to sell a total of 15 acres, but the sale would include part of the Civil War hospital property belonging to Clark. Local patriots petitioned to rescue the land from development with hopes of building a monument and park to commemorate the hospital, but to no avail. The meager company quickly divided their land into a hundred house lots and then capitalized on this much-needed housing by auctioning them off at a well-thought-out extravaganza. They held a parade, sold tickets, and gave away hundreds of prizes to the approximately 2,000 people who attended. All lots were auctioned for $150 to $250 each, and Oak Grove Park was soon to be a solidly established neighborhood. Allen and Clark did manage to preserve part of the original Oak Grove and Lily Pond, roughly 10 acres at the time, often referred to today as Wilson's Woods. To ease the crowding in Canal Street School, the Oak Grove School was built in 1912. At the time, Mr. Allen offered to sell a large piece of flat land nearby for a town park with space enough for a ball field in the Marlboro Avenue area, but the town declined. In 1921, after over 50 very successful years in the market gardening business, Allen sold his greenhouses and home on the corner of Clark Avenue and Canal Street to C.N. Bond, who had a productive florist business in Estyville. Allen continued to sell house lots from his remaining acreage, and in 1923 he built a cement block house for himself on the corner of Clark Avenue and Canal Street, the gateway of veterinary hospital today. In the same year, the Presbury Leland Company chose to base their granite cutting operation on Vernon Road in Brattleboro. Their only concern was, again, the lack of housing in Brattleboro. The company planned to employ over 50 people from out of state and needed homes for them. They eyed the Oak Grove Park area, formed the Brattleboro Building Company, and immediately bought a total of 15 acres from C.E. Allen and Mrs. Levi K. Fuller. After Allen's death a year later, his daughter Florence sold the remaining lots she had inherited, completing what we now refer to as the Oak Grove neighborhood. It is now obvious to see that Fuller Drive, Allen Street, and Clark Avenue are all named for original landowners, but curious that the largest landowner has the shortest street named after him. This article was researched and written by Brattleboro Historical Society trustee Lee Ha. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.